Welcome to McKnight's Senior Living Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders. Hello, and welcome to this McKnight's Newsmaker Podcast. I'm Kim Bonvasudo with McKnight's Senior Living, and today I'm joined by Cheryl Zimmerman, Executive Director of the newly established SEAL at UNC and co-director of the UNC Shep Center's Program on Aging, Disability, and Long-Term Care, among other titles she holds. Cheryl, thanks for joining me today. Oh, Kim, thanks. I'm really glad to be here. So earlier in 2023, the National Center for Excellence in Assisted Living expanded and transitioned into SEAL at UNC. What benefits have you seen in moving SEAL to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill? The benefits that I've seen is more capacity. We have more capacity, and I'll be really glad to give detail about that. But I also want to make clear right from the get-go, the Center for Excellence in Assisted Living, which began in 2003 after the U.S. Senate Committee on Age wanted to know what was happening with assisted living, that still exists. That seal still exists. It exists now in partnership with UNC because we do bring this additional capacity now. Seal before they had a management company that was helping all of these volunteers who served on the board of SEAL to undertake all the initiatives that they did. Now, with the capacity of UNC and myself as the executive director, we've got established oversight and expertise that is broader than just the volunteer efforts of all the people who are still part of SEAL. Okay. So can you highlight some of the work going on with SEAL at UNC right now? Absolutely. There's three initiatives that have been launched, one of which was a continuation from when SEAL was SEAL. SEAL had already started putting together with the CMS final rule on HCBS and state transition plans, how they were going to meet the final rule. SEAL had already started compiling all of the state transition plans in a very standardized manner. SEAL at UNC is now helping to finish out that effort. They're all on the SEAL website, the SEAL at UNC website. And we will be doing more. We will be doing more than just having posted them. We will be making sure that their availability is broadly disseminated. We will probably write some synthesis piece on those. So that's one ongoing effort. Another ongoing effort, ongoing when SEAL was SEAL. Another effort that began before SEAL became SEAL at UNC was Back last year, some recommendations for medical and mental health care and assisted living were published in JAMA, and many organizations, AMDA, SEAL, ALNA, Alzheimer's Association, and others put together a coalition. It's great to have recommendations, but if we don't share the recommendations outside of a published paper in JAMA and give people tools about them, and these are not rocket science recommendations, and they're very feasible recommendations. But something then that SEAL at UNC is moving forward is this coalition that's called Be Well in AL, AL, of course, being assisted living. And we're developing toolkits and we're going to be developing and making, of course, everything publicly available. And it will all be available on our website. The third initiative, and I want to make sure to say a few other things. So I've been doing research for 30 years now, much of it in assisted living and working with a lot of people across the country. So it's not just my research, very collaborative research. There's thousands of articles that have been written on assisted living. And as you well know, I mean, most of them are behind paywalls because I know you will write articles, you'll have press releases, and then the best a person can do is can get to the abstract at best. What we are doing, we've got a component on our website. We've just started with the 2022 
calendar year, we are posting the abstracts and a short synthesis. We're still developing the short synthesis for the papers. We haven't caught up on all of them, but we have got part on our website where you can go to all the abstracts of the resources, the abstracts that have been published in the last year, now year and a half, and we'll keep doing it, for every paper published by researchers that has the word assisted living in the title, we had to focus it somewhere, right? But right. you go to our website, they're all right there. And again, we're writing a short synopsis so that the people who need the information really knows what it says. So our synopsis doesn't say, this was associated with this, and here's the need for more research. But it might say, for example, that in this exercise program, the residents who wanted to participate did, but most of them said it took too much effort. And if we're going to be an exercise program, this is what it should do. Very short translation that I hope is going to help providers and policymakers and advocates, not the researchers, but the people who need it. So those are three of the things we've done. And then in a minute, I'd like to tell you kind of just about the overall organization of how we're to do more consolidation of SEAL at UNC in terms of it's bringing people together. Sure, go ahead. But I'm talking a lot, aren't I? No, you're good. (laughs) Very interesting. Well, so one of the things that we all know, and I just already intimated it, the researchers know what the research is, but other people don't know what it is. And when I've done research myself again and colleagues, I'm not just talking about UNC. This is not just a UNC-centric effort, but we work with chains and organizations and staff members. And we do work to understand regulations and we talk to regulators. And we really do try to to talk with consumers on a regular basis, but there's no organized way to do that. What we are doing within SEAL at UNC is developing what we call national cores, C-O-R-E-S. We're still building this out. We started with the research one, but soon we're gonna be building out our provider core our policy core and our consumer core. And these are going to be individuals and organizations who want to say, yeah, if there's something going on that I might be helpful to participate in, or I want to learn about, or it might benefit me, please know I'm there. Keep me on your list. So again, we are developing cores that we anticipate are all going to work with each other really to benefit the work that people are already doing. So if regulators are wanting to know, hey, we want to dust off our dementia care recommendations, we want to know, should we be recommending changes in staffing levels or shouldn't we? They may want to say, hey, researchers, can we connect with you? So we see ourselves bringing together those four different constituencies. So we've just started that, but I just think it would be a wonderful contribution to the whole field of assisted living to serve as the infrastructure to help people do what they're already doing, but more efficiently and all capitalizing on each other's expertise and efforts. So is there a timeline on these cores or how should people get involved and where should they go for information? Wow. Well, thank you for that because I largely represent the research world, but Mm -hmm. I always like to tell people I was trained as a social worker. I worked in nursing homes and assisted living. So I think that's why my own work has already and always been very applied and embraced not just the research world, but research for the policy and practice component. But because I know how the research world works really clearly, we already built out the research core. We invited over 300 people to come to a meeting about that. We are soon to be working on 
how best to build out the other course. But if anyone who's listening to this wants to say, oh, great, when you're ready to do that in a planful way, please let me know. They can go to our website, theseal.org, and do a contact us and easily say, I'm one of those people that would like to know more about your core. Because we are still in a formative phase of SEAL at UNC, but I think that we may always be in a formative phase because we're here for the, I don't want to just say industry, but we're here for the well-being of everyone who's involved in the whole enterprise of assisted living. Okay. So you mentioned research and you've been involved in research for quite a while. Are there any research projects that you are working on that you would like to mention, whether or not involves your work with SEAL? Yes. And the one I'm going to comment on is one that I'm so proud that assisted living has been called out as a key important setting of care. Very recently, the National Institute on Aging gave an $81 million grant to Michigan and to California to basically do five years of surveys of the national dementia care workforce. And in a minute, I'll also tell you, people can get information about this at the seal.org website as well. Although by the time this airs, this particular opportunity will be gone. That said, okay, this $81 million effort from the NIA, National Institute on Aging, to really understand what is the national dementia care workforce like? What are their needs? What are they doing? They're looking at four different groups. There's clinicians, there's nursing home, there's home care, and guess what? Assisted living. Five years of surveys being done in assisted living. I'm proud that because of my own background, and I'd like to think affiliation with SEAL, I'm the expert on the assisted living amongst others who are working on this grant. And this $81 million, by the way, other organizations will actually do the survey and apply for money. Researchers can be applying for part of this $81 million to analyze the data and write reports from it. So this big, huge effort is big organizing visioning way. So I wanted to call that one out amongst all the other research that's being done in assisted living because that can have huge impact, obviously. And again, people could look up, there's some information about it on our website so they can find that information. Information is being solicited for recommended questions for phase one of the surveys by I think December 15th. This may be airing past that, But we're talking about the first wave. There's going to be four more waves. And I myself will always be receptive to input that people might say, hey, please let the people know who are working on this big, huge effort, they should be thinking about this or they may want to do that. Because again, that's going to be going on. Really, we got four and a half more years of it and it will have huge implications. So thanks for asking. That's the one I want to talk about. Oh, great. Okay. So SEAL was launched in 2003, which happens to be the same year that McKnight Senior Living, which back then was known as McKnight's Assisted Living, launched. So I'm interested, what, in your opinion, are the major ways that assisted living has changed over that time? Thank you. And I actually did not know that we shared that anniversary. (laughs) It's very cool. How has assisted living changed? A couple of changes that come to mind is affordable assisted living and public dollars, Medicaid, Mm -hmm. Or obviously that's a change. Assisted living, the way we think about assisted living, and people can't see I'm doing air quotes, right? But that's the chandelier, the upscale. Of course, there were other models of services, residential services, you know, domiciliary, care board and care, et cetera, that existed. But I think the whole model now 
we're more using one term for what these are. And we've been talking much more about accessibility than we did. Regulations, of course, didn't mm -hmm. exist. So that's been a big change. The third thing that comes to mind is it used to be so proud talking about the social model of care. And we're not institutional, we're not nursing homes. Still, that social model of care is, of course, important. Quality of life is important. But now we've all come to recognize that people who live in assisted living have always had healthcare needs. And so now it's moving away from just saying it's a social model of care. That was never intended for it to just be a social model of care. But recognizing now the totality of the care needs of people who are getting supportive care in residential communities that aren't nursing homes. Okay. And then I just have one last question about maybe the future of assisted living. Any trends, anything you see really ramping up in the coming year that people should pay attention to? So one thing that I commented on was the Be Well and AL initiative, which, right. which has to do, right, we've got to be more mindful in a practical, pragmatic, feasible way across the whole scope of assisted living, small to large, private to not private, about how we're addressing care needs in feasible, practical ways. You know, recently issues have come out about cost that need to be addressed, which again gets back to the issue of accessibility. Oh my goodness, there's so many things to be thinking about. We want regulations evolving in a way that's timely for what the care needs are and how the settings are operated. None of us can have a conversation without talking about workforce. Mm -hmm. And of course, I already talked about the dementia care workforce, but it's not just that workforce. So people have talked about not just training and assuring training, but how we think more about competencies and how we do this in a more sustainable way. So one thing that I just love about this whole field is all of the different organizations that are touching it in some way, shape, and form, big national organizations, PHI and NCAL and, and Argentum, and talking about provider organizations and all the nursing professional organizations, AMDA, et cetera. So what I love is these organizations are very much talking to each other, which of course, what SEAL likes to see doing is bringing them all together. But there's going to be more and more need for that going forward because assisted living is the largest provider of residential long-term care in the country. And people say, wait, there's more nursing home beds than there are when you look at long-term care and how nursing homes have been evolving. Assisted living is the largest provider of residential long-term care, including for persons with dementia. And so that's why we just need to all be working together and talking about the care needs and having things move forward purposefully and not just by happenstance, which sometimes happens. Okay. Well, I kind of hit on everything I was going to ask you, unless there's anything else, topics that you feel are really important to address before we wrap it up. I don't think so. I thank you for allowing me. It was all top of mind, as you heard. <laughs> um, but I think all of those top of mind things were the key points. SEAL is still SEAL. SEAL at UNC means that we've got an established infrastructure to be responsive to needs and to bring research to practice and policy. So we welcome input. We welcome anyone who wants to be part of this broad mission. Great. Well, that about wraps it up for us today. I want to thank Cheryl Zimmerman for taking the time to talk with me today. And thank you for tuning in to this latest edition of the McKnight's Newsmakers podcast. 
Until next time, this is Kim Bon Basuto with McKnight Senior Living. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Senior Living Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in senior living news, visit McKnightSeniorLiving.com.